to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. When we talk about baggage, we're not talking about just having a past. We're talking about unresolved pain from the past, stuff that we've pushed under the porch of our life and it's now begun to stink. It's been under the porch for so long that it's rotting the boards and we no longer feel safe walking over the porch. It feels scary, unknown, haunted even. It's the same when we have pain or traumatic events that we've not addressed in our lives. Pushing it down works short term, but it catches up with us and there's no way it stays down for long. We start to shut down. Our emotional range narrows and we just operate at about like a level three on a one to 10 joy scale. It feels like surviving in shades of gray and monotony. Our five senses get muted. It looks and feels like apathy, depression. After decades of suppressed emotions, we very, very often suffer from chronic pain or severe illness. Having baggage is the pop culture term for stuff that we're carrying around with us. Hurt that's been inflicted on us, wrongs we've perpetrated on others, experiences that we've had no control over. Wounding from childhood, from a serious illness, from fear or disappointment in anything ever. I'm so sorry if any or all of this has happened to you, truly. When you don't take the time to process pain and trauma, the energy stays in your body. This has been scientifically studied and proven. If you're interested at all to learn more in depth about how it is stored in the body, I highly recommend Bessel van der Kolk's book, The Body Keeps the Score, or the work of Peter Levine. David Hawkins wrote a great book called Letting Go. All of these will explain more in depth on how the energy of trauma and repressed emotions stay in your body. To keep it simple for this podcast, let's use the term baggage or unresolved pain or just repressed emotions. It's all undigested. It's all sitting in you. When you hear a song and it reminds you of an ex-lover and you feel just this heaviness on your heart. When you walk by an ice cream cafe and tears well up. When you recount a final argument and your gut fills with acid, fists clenching, jaw tightening, sharp sensations in your chest, difficulty swallowing, shortness of breath, these and more are all signs that you have stuck energy in your body. It's not just a memory, it's a visceral feeling. 
Before I figured this out, I was the queen of emotional suppression. Funnily enough, I talked about my feelings a lot, but I did not really know how to feel them as emotions, and I didn't know how to acknowledge that they were temporary. I didn't understand how to observe or accept any emotion outside of happy, positive vibes. There can be an innocence and a curiosity in difficult emotions, but this was completely suppressed by me. I roadblocked negative emotions and stuffed them. The biggest baddie was anger for me. To feel angry was to be ugly. I denied my very natural anger. I suppressed it, and as a result, I had a lot of anger. It was literally stuck inside of me. And this anger came out in unpredictable ways that frightened me. I didn't feel safe with myself, and I lost a lot of confidence. I wondered a lot, what was wrong with me? Well, nothing was wrong with me. I just didn't have the skill of feeling my feelings. Let's start here with anger and the beauty of it. Try not to see anger as something to hate about yourself or to cut off. Protective, driven by fear, anger is an ally, but one that's just not allowed to be in charge of making decisions. It's red, perhaps, a stop sign, a warning. It needs to feel safe, and it also needs to exit. It wants to leave your body. Express anger by using your body to let it roil through you. I love the word royal, so much better than just roll through you. Royal is to make muddy or liquid by disturbing sediment. It's perfect. Let it roil or burn or wash or blow through you. I like to set a timer for six minutes, sit in meditation, bring up what is causing anger in me, and feel it as the sensation. I do nothing but sit for six minutes and I name the sensations, not the story, the bodily sensations. If my brain tries to start analyzing as it does, I acknowledge that feeling too. Brain is rushing in to solve. And then I carry on noting, hot, closed sensation in my throat, a boot on my chest, arms twitching, mouth feels like a witch. When the timer goes off at the end of six minutes, I stand up and I either shake my shoulders, my knees, my hands. I move around like I'm trying to get a colony of ants off of my body by shaking. I also punch the air. Sometimes I say the thing that I'm angry about while punching into the air. Sometimes I just put on nine inch nails and punch. I used to pillow punch for years, but you can try punching into the air, try all of these or a combination. There are so many cathartic practices for processing anger and shame and disgust. I teach many of these in my coaching programs, but you can find lots on YouTube. Use your body to process and then offer yourself some fresh nourishment directly after the practice. Something as simple as a soft touch, stroke your arms, drink a cool glass of water, and really be aware of the sensation of it entering your body. Stand with bare feet on the earth. Processing negatively charged emotions with these cathartic movements is a purge, and that purge is going to leave space. Fill that space up with sweetness, sweetness of breath, or something like this so that the negative doesn't have room to return gonna try to scamper back in there. If you fill yourself up with something fresh and flowing and nourishing, there won't be any space for it to come back. You can use cathartic movements to process old repressed emotions as well as the ones that are coming up for you in the present moment. How do we get rid of though some of this relationship baggage? 
I think of baggage as something that we're holding outside of ourselves. When we meet old pain and integrate it, we free our hands. You need your hands to reach out to others, to offer pleasure to your body, to loved ones in every relationship. You won't have the capacity to do this if your hands are holding on to all of those bags. Here are some prompts that might start to get the juices flowing when you need to think about what you might need to be integrating. Ask yourself some of the following questions. Who comes to mind when you think of unresolved grief, hurt, or pain? To whom do you need to apologize? With whom might you need to communicate with to seek some resolution? To whom do you need to send gratitude? What are some conclusions or stories that you've made about yourself because of a painful situation or a relationship? You can journal these questions. I suggest writing really quickly without thought to form. This is when the unconscious really bubbles up. Perhaps work these questions over and over again over the course of maybe two or three weeks. It's really worth the time and effort to know what's in there, to know what needs to be resolved. Some apologies might be in order. You also may owe yourself apologies for staying in a relationship for too long, for abandoning yourself, for leaning too heavily on the opinions of loved ones. Offer yourself apologies without regret. Don't judge yourself. If apologies to others or yourself don't feel sincere, you might want to spend a little bit of time asking yourself, what would letting go get you? I'm not a fan of just going through the motions of forgiveness. It's almost another way of abandoning yourself. There are reasons why you're holding on and digging those out is really worth is really worth it. It's um, a release that you will find brings you a lot of peace. Sometimes just knowing that you need this peace, you just want less tension in your body. You just want to be able to sleep at night. Sometimes this is motivation alone for forgiving others or for forgiving yourself. Michael Ventura said in Meeting the Shadow, pause at the word forgive, for to give. Forgiveness is such a gift that the word give lives in the word. Christian tradition has tried to make it meek and passive. They say, turn the other cheek. But the word contains the active verb give, which reveals its truth. One practice that you could think about is to write a three-part letter to a romantic partner with whom you've had resentment. Fill one page full of forgiveness toward them. Page two, an apology to them. And then write a page full of gratitude to them, the relationship, for yourself in the relationship. This three-part letter might not be sent to anyone. Some wouldn't want it, but it would help you find peace. If you're still holding resentment, anger, shame, or sadness around the loss of a person, ask yourself, what lesson did I learn in this situation? What have I been unwilling to accept about the situation? What was my part? How can I take responsibility in all of it? In what way might I grow, mature, show up more honest from this? What can I let go of so the situation feels complete? Let the feelings come up as sensations and allow these sensations and then let them go from your body. Release them with breath, long intentional exhales work here, with movement or touch, massage, release them with your voice, primal yells, moans, anything that comes up organically when you're allowing the feeling. 
Every time after you let a supercharged emotion release, I want you to celebrate yourself. I have a simple phrase in celebration and I say, ah, brave woman. You might say, this is how it's done, or yeah, angergasm, whatever feels like a celebration. Something that you're honoring your courage to feel your feelings. It's one of the bravest and healthiest things you can do in this life. A profile or a clue that someone has locked up emotions is the person who's easily fired up when you misspeak. The person who is full of hate or vitriol at others or at situations even. The one who's judging others, who rails against injustice in a way that feels like it's impossible for them to feel peace. The sense of being unreasonable. The one who withholds affection if interrupted. If a person pouts or flies into a rage or withdraws. Physical ailments like digestive problems, chronic headaches, insomnia, frozen shoulder, foot, knee pain, chronic UTIs, pelvic pain, loss of desire. Basically, whatever may feel off today, I'm inviting you to try some sort of emotional release practices. Putting down your baggage frees up your arms. It opens your heart, allows you to skip and jump and roll in the hay if you wish it. Basically, suppressing your emotions cuts you off from the joy of love and life. And feeling your emotions takes practice and courage. When you learn to do this, it'll just take a sliver of time, but the payoff is huge. It feels like maximum health, like freedom after confinement. It feels like love. I wish it for you. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, you magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.